Focus. Well, of course, the Farm Weekly out again tomorrow. Let's find out and see what we can read in tomorrow's edition. The editor, Darren O'Day. Good morning, mate. Good day, Trey. Good to speak with you again. Uh, in tomorrow's paper, one of the stories there, of course, is to do with the independent panel. This is to do with the uh, the live sheep trade, of course. The deadline has now been extended, mate. It has. Look, the original deadline was uh, September 30, and that was for the panel to sort of provide the government with, you know, all the feedback, mm. all the submissions that yep. have received. Uh, and that panel is obviously overseeing advice to the government on how to phase out the uh, the, the, the live sheep trade by mm. sea. But because they've been inundated with, uh, and they've been collecting a lot of data, they've actually requested a deadline. They've been given that approval for that deadline. It's an extra six weeks. Uh, and it's as a result of you know more than 800 written submissions and about 3,300 survey responses. So that's quite interesting in the fact that, you know, it's, it's sort of showing to the government how complex this issue is. Mm. You know, the, the Federal Labor Party, they, they are, as it's well known, the board document, they're planning to phase out live sheep trade by sea uh, if they're re-elected in the next federal election. That's obviously on the proviso that they are. If it's not, then obviously the opposition parties have said they won't they won't maintain that policy. So, you know, that's, that's, that's been extended and mm. you know, it doesn't come as a surprise no, to the people no. we spoke to this week. You know, Mark, Mark Harvey Sutton from um, yep. the Australian Livestock Exporters Council, one of the people we spoke to, and he sort of looked and said, well, you know, it's not a surprise considering how complex uh, their, their plan to ban the trade was. And, you know, when we're talking about the ban, he sort of said they've been uh, they've maintained their position from day one, then they're not interested in talking about a phase out of the industry that the industry needs to actually stay in place. And he said, uh, you know, the, the policy from the federal government, you know, he's really having a knock-on effect at the moment. He said, you know, the small communities right around the country, they're hurting. Absolutely. And it's having, having major ramifications right across the board. You only have to look at the price of sheep, you know, the other yeah. week at Mushe, yeah. you know, 20-something dollars ahead. And, you yeah. know, it's just having a real knock-on effect. And um, he's sort of saying, you know, because of this, the policy should be reversed. And just gives all the reasons why, you know, we sort of saying that, um, you know, it's, it's a complex issue. It's one that the government's just taking a simplistic view on. And, um, you know, there's no surprises that the, the independent panel has sort of said, hey, look, we're having trouble, you know, collating all of this. So, you know, they've been granted that uh, approval from Murray Watt, who's the Federal Minister of Agriculture, and he's the bloke driving this policy change, you know, and he's he's sort of come out and said, well, you know, we've, we've given him that extra thing because his priority has always been to phase out the sheep mm. trade by sea yeah. in an orderly fashion. On that, have that you heard back from, say, WA Farmers or... WA sheep producers or anything on this, mate? We yeah, we have spoken to uh, like Stephen Bolt from yep. the Livestock yep. Collective. Yep, and he's certainly commenting on it mm. and they're sort of saying, you know, there's obviously a lot of wide ranging and devastating outcomes yeah. because of that. And he said the extension would also delay time for answers. And, and he sort of sort of said there's a lot of anxiety in the industry at the yeah. moment yeah. on the outcome, what the outcome will be. Yeah, so we have, have spoken to Bolt a fair bit on it uh, yeah. in, in this week's edition and, and what that means and why yep. you know why the government needs to reconsider its position for sure. Speaking of the uh, uh, live sheep trade, man. I believe you've got a copy of the letter from the Q8 government that was sent to the uh, the federal government. We have, Troy. Uh, yeah, the Q8 government, they've actually asked the Albanese <laughs> government uh, to reconsider this proposed ban on the live sheep trade. Uh, and they're sort of saying that, you know, the label saying that, you know, the government should just replace it with chilled or frozen import uh, as misleading and unrealistic. Um, you know, they've, we've got a copy of the letter that they've sent to Federal Minister Murray Watt, and that's come from the um, the Kuwait Commerce and Industry Minister. And he's sort of said, the minister there sort of saying that, you know, that there's a lot of issues that really need to be explored. Uh, and he already said there's already a lot of uh, chilled 
shield meat over there. So when he was sort of saying, you know, the government saying, oh, we'll just send more shield meat over. He's sort of saying, we've already got all of that. Mm. And in a letter, he explains the, the critical role that a live animal imports to the Middle East, Middle East. you know, how they, what they play in their food security, as, part, as well as their sort of religious, cultural and their social stability as well. The letter sort of comes on the back of a virtual meeting that they had with the federal government uh, and where they outlined their disappointment with the government's uh, position on phasing out the live sheep by trade. Uh, yeah. by sea trade, sort of saying you know that they're just trying to appease domestic interests. You know, and the letter comes on the back of the uh, the Northern Hemisphere moratorium, which actually ended last Friday. Yeah, and the yeah. first boat, the first boat's already gone. You know, so the, and and you know we understand there's going to be quite a few more boats coming out there. You know, and, and once again we spoke to Mark Harvey Sutton from ALIC, and he sort of said, um, you know, he believed that the Emirates they'd been putting the letter had been put out by the Emirates. Um, it's just sort of sh- showing that the federal government is really trying to dictate what products you know our export consumers should buy yeah. and, and what their preference. Are, you know, sort of said, you know, it's like the approach, you will take this, you will take that in this particular way. So that's not the way to do it. And that's also outlined in the letter. You know, they're just sort of really worried about what yeah. that means yeah. for the future and um, what it means for the Australian sheep producer long term. So it's quite an interesting letter and um, obviously one that, you know, it's going to put a bit of pressure on the federal government to have a look at. But as we know, governments, uh, when they have a policy, they are. Uh, they're pretty headstrong on it, yeah, and they're probably not yeah. going to budge. But um, there's certainly a lot of pressure on them to, uh, to have a have a reconsider. And, and this is also on the back of the fact that, you know, I said the previous story just mentions with the uh, the panel having its deadline extended. It's a story that's not going away, Troy. Certainly not. Uh, rain gauge lotto, mate. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it's it's yeah. The rain. Who's got the rain? Who, it, who hasn't? So. It, it, it pretty much was a yeah. case of that, mate. And you know, it, the, the the rain that we we received across the rain belt was pretty symbolic, I guess, of the season that we had. Having, you know, some farmers got a lot of rain and it was a benefit. Some farmers got a lot of rain and it was of no benefit. Uh, you know, and some got nothing and, you mm. know, and, and it was already too late anyway. And a lot of farmers just got a lot of wind. So it was a real mix. Um, you know, I actually spent a bit of time chatting to a few agronomists from the, around the state and it really just highlighted how fickle the season was in some areas, but also you know, how, how good it is in some other areas. It's quite quite interesting to, to talk to the different farmers and different agronomists on things are. There's no, you know, and sometimes it's, it might be, you you know, one side of the road's good and one side of the road's bad, which we all know has happened a lot in the, in the past. Yeah. And it'll be interesting to see, um, you know, what the, the you know the GIWA's latest crop report when it comes out. I think might be later this week, you know, what that means. But, you know, some of the agronomists I spoke to, like, you know, around the Wild Catching area, they had, you know, on average about nine mil around the area. And they said it was pretty, you know, it was very timely and it'll help the grain fill out there, um, you know, right across a lot of the paddocks. What's going to happen now, too, mate, after the Weather Bureau came out yesterday, finally preparing <laughs> El Nino just to say that it's going to be a bit more hotter and drier summers. Yeah, that probably doesn't really help no. the anxiety of a farmer no. at the moment, doesn't it? You know, sheep prices are down. We, we, yeah. told we have a longer, hotter summer. Um, that's going to be an interesting one and how farmers plan for that and, um, you know, adapt to that is obviously going to be the challenge going forward. But I guess that was a, one of those things yeah. where we kind of knew they were going to say and held off. Yeah. And, yeah. But actually, one of the agronomists I spoke to also said, uh, I think he was down in the Great Southern, he said um, it's actually probably been the coldest winter he's had. So, oh, okay. <laughs> uh, yeah, so it's quite interesting, isn't it, that uh, just the, the different areas. Just the, the different, different areas, yeah, absolutely. Yeah. All right. Yeah. Well, you can read those yeah, stories. Farmer. Yeah, absolutely, <laughs> mate. Yeah, absolutely. But uh, good luck to uh, all of the farming communities across regional WA. If you are doing it a bit tough, don't forget there are plenty of people to chat to as well. So, uh, yeah, you're not absolutely. on your own. So, well, those stories and more in the Farm Weekly tomorrow. Darren O'Day, editor there at the Farm Weekly. As always, mate, uh, nice to chat. Take it easy, Joyce. We'll see you next week.